Welcome to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Amos Medford, the Wannabe Hunter. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen today. We have an awesome guest today. We're glad to be joined by Mr. Nathan Killen. Um, Nathan has a vast array of knowledge when it comes to hunting, and uh, it was just uh, very gracious of him to spend some time talking hunting with me and just giving me some insight. And uh, you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be uh, fun to hear him. Uh, Nathan has been, uh, for years now, only using uh, traditional archery equipment for his hunting, and uh, he's still still uh, harvesting some awesome deer up in the mountains of Virginia. So uh, you're going to enjoy hearing uh, what he has to say about hunting, and it's going to be a fun one. We appreciate everyone uh, hanging in there with us and uh, just listening each week, and thanks so much to those who've left reviews and uh, ratings on iTunes. We really appreciate that. helps a ton. Thanks for following along on Instagram. Uh, it's just been great over there uh, to meet a bunch of people and uh, get to get to know some some folks. Uh, and uh, we appreciate everyone uh, coming on and learning learning with us as we uh, talk to some successful hunters. We've been, been uh, seeing some of the guys that we've had on just have a lot of success uh, already this season. So it's been great. And uh, Thanks so much for joining in today. Enjoy this episode with Nathan Killen. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. This is Amos here. Uh, thanks again for taking the time to listen to our newest episode uh, with Nathan Killen today. And hope everybody has a good day and good week. And as a lot of folks have hunting season open or opening soon, just want to wish everyone good luck. And uh, hope everyone has good success uh, getting some meat in the freezer and uh, killing good bucks and uh, just in, enjoying time out in the woods and uh, stay safe and just enjoy. So thanks again for listening today. A big thanks to Nathan for coming on. I really appreciate him taking the time and uh, jumping on with us. It was just an enjoyable talk and um, you know, look forward to maybe talking to him in the future, uh, just getting more in, in depth. But uh, it was great to have him on. We appreciate him. And uh, we just appreciate everyone else for listening. Thanks for, for hanging in with us and uh, joining along with us. Uh, check us out on Instagram. If you don't follow there already, if you're on Instagram, uh, just take a quick look at our uh, uh, link tree in the bio. And uh, you'll see some uh, some cool companies that, that I enjoy and, and recommend. And we just thank you so much for all the support you've given us. Hope you'll have a good day. As always, remember to honor God work hard, and keep hunting. You know, we'll get started. I'll just see, see if you can give us an idea how you got into hunting and kind of what your, what your background is with hunting. Well, back, um, I started whenever I was uh, actually nine years old, whenever I killed my first deer. So that would have been 82 so that's about, that's how long I've been uh, uh, deer hunting. And uh, my dad, it, me and him really started deer hunting pretty close to the same time. He started a couple years before I did, but uh, um, that's basically how we got our start. We've, we had a friend, uh, his name was Eugene Belcher, and uh, my grandfather used to work with this guy, and he told uh, Mr. Eugene Belcher that uh, his son was wanting to get into deer hunting and wanted to know if he'd take him and of course he did and 
he has been a lifelong friend ever since. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much where we got started, and uh, definitely been a passion ever since. So I'm thankful that uh, the good Lord uh, sent old Eugene our way. So that's awesome, and that's uh, up there in Virginia where you are, same area. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, first place I ever started hunting was Wolf Creek Mountain in uh, Giles County. It's uh, right here in. Uh, southwestern part of virginia so that's awesome i uh i don't know a whole lot about um you know the counties layout and everything in virginia but my brother lives in lynchburg okay i've been up through um you know a few times coming up from the kind of the southwest part there cutting up to lynchburg okay so you probably came up 81 through bristol or uh or uh, maybe you've came up uh, 77 from North Carolina direction. Yes, sir. Probably. Uh, we came right through Danville. Okay. Yeah. I think is, is how yeah. it cuts up. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Did, now, I know you hunt with the, you know, the traditional bow or whatever. Now, when y'all started, did, is that what Mr. Belcher used or were y'all using guns or whatever? Or? Uh, no, uh, firearms and, uh, compound bows back whenever I first started, but now, uh, um, Eugene, he, you know, he had been uh, hunting for a long time, so he had hunted with the recurve, uh, you know, a long time before we ever met him, probably before I was ever born, truth be known, but, uh, no, I, I got interested in, uh, traditional archery in probably... I think I started around 92-ish, somewhere right through there, and mm-hmm. uh, Alan Altizer was to blame for that. Uh, he's a, he used to make hunting videos. As a matter of fact, him and, and um, Bob McGuire were some of the first to uh, uh, start making hunting videos. I think maybe the Wenzels uh, may have been the very first, but... Uh, Anyway, I just remember uh, watching him with a, a Black Widow recurve uh, shooting deer on his hunting videos. So that that's where that fire got sparked from. And um, I shot uh, both recurve and long, or uh, yeah, recurve and uh, compound uh, bow for several years. You know, I would switch back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, back then we didn't have as good a instruction on how to shoot a recurve or a longbow like you do nowadays and uh so i really didn't have the confidence then that i have now and uh but i've been hunting with a uh a recurve and a longbow for probably going on 10 years now you know just that i've not i've not hunted with compound since then so wow that's awesome i'm uh i'm probably gonna use the compound for the first time this year so i'm I'm okay. Just just getting into it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but it's it's pretty cool, you know. Just shooting, just shooting the bow, you know. Even being compound, like it's a different uh, different experience for sure. It, it is, and uh, it's very addictive. And uh, I don't know how experienced you are just uh, gun hunting, but uh, once you make the tradi- or the transition, you know, from being a uh, a rifle hunter only and and start bow hunting some. That, that that will make you a better uh, hunter mm-hmm. in itself because you know you're you're looking at stuff uh, more in a microscopic uh, uh, 
sense versus, you know, just general, you know, deer sign and, and where they're using and stuff. So that you, you've definitely got a lot more intimate, uh, um, relationship with the woods, you know, whenever you start bow hunting. So it's, it's just much better. Yeah. I mean, the bows are pretty amazing these days, but you still got to get a lot closer. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, sir. But I am, uh, I'm relatively new hunter overall, but, um, but yeah, I've primarily used a gun up to this point. So, okay. Um, Yep. I'm excited to, uh, to see what happens. Absolutely. (laughs) That's awesome. But, uh, kind of going back to where you, you know, when you started, uh, I believe you said you were about nine years old. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. I killed my first deer. Actually the very first time, uh, my dad set me down in the woods to hunt by myself, you know, Oh uh, he was, you know, he was within sight of me, you know, but he didn't hunt with me, you know, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a cool experience. Uh, I actually missed the deer, which was a button buck on my first shot. I was using a 16 gauge shotgun that we had borrowed from a friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but anyway, I think my dad had a uh, pumpkin ball, uh, loaded in it uh, for the first shot and gave me a handful of buckshot for the next one. But, uh, yeah, I, I made that, uh, or shot that first time and the deer never went anywhere. It just stood there. <laughs> So I reloaded right quick and uh, and shot a second time and the and killed it then. So wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and he just sat you down at the bottom of a tree, kind of deal. Yeah, I remember it was kind of up on a little ridge uh, that went along the side of a flat, and uh, uh, so I had just a little bit of elevation. I was probably sitting, you know, beside of a rock or something. Other, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been so long ago, but. I remember my dad, he was kind of on the other side of the flat. He was probably, uh, probably a hundred to 150 yards away. So he could definitely see me, keep an eye on me. Right. (laughs) And you said that was what, what mountain? Creek Mountain in uh, Giles County, Virginia. That's right. And uh, is that somewhere you still, still hunt or have been since then? No, um, uh, it's we hunted there for probably 10 years or so after that and uh and i've not been back since uh that's actually something that i've been wanting to do is kind of go back and reminisce and and uh look for some of our old tree stands that we used to build up there and because you know back in those days we didn't have portable tree stands other than the ones that my dad built me and uh we would just go in the woods and and saw down trees you know two to three inches in diameter and uh, build tree stands up in, in trees. So that's pretty much everybody done that kind of stuff back then. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, good I mean, deal. I'm all for the safety and everything, but, you know, these days, but. Yeah, we didn't have to just go out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Just go out there, cut down some smaller trees and, like, you know, make a stand out of it. Yep. That's yeah, awesome. that, was, that was way before mobile hunting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no saddles. <laughs> no saddles. That's awesome. So when you were you were growing up and all, um, did y'all hunt uh, like turkeys and stuff? You know, stuff other than deer. Or was it mainly deer uh, the whole time? Uh, it was mainly deer, but yeah, we turkey hunted a little bit, and you know, hunted small game a little bit. But uh, deer is really what uh, stole my heart 
um, I've just been uh, pretty much infatuated with them ever since and still am, you know. Um, they're just a beautiful animal. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's just pretty much what uh, my life has basically revolved around and i hate to say that but uh um yeah that's, that's about all i've thought about ever since so yeah it's crazy how it can you know just get your attention i guess yeah i, Which I believe oh, uh, go ahead. I, believe, I believe that the good lord actually gives us those uh passions mm-hmm. to uh but we're but we're supposed to use our passions to uplift him and uh, right. and sometimes we get caught up in being selfish and stuff like that, and it's all about us. Mm-hmm. So we just got to remember the the proper order of it. Right, exactly. He does want us to do it and enjoy it, and everything else, but it's got to take the proper place. And that's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I was just gonna say, I was gonna ask. Uh, if you'd ever hunted anything different with a traditional bow other than deer? No, uh, just deer, oh, but uh, uh, my good buddy Ethan Roderick has invited me to go elk hunting next year. So wow. uh, I have never hunted elk, and that is, I'm very excited about that hunting trip. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. That'll be awesome. <laughs> I'm yes. sure. Yeah, see some different country and, uh, definitely different animals so yeah for sure for sure yeah now that's kind of a whole different deal because it's elk obviously but you know when it comes to hunting deer you know how do your tactics change whether you're in the mountains there in virginia or if you ever go you know i I think i've heard you say on a on different podcasts that you have been out of state sometimes or hunted some different you know, some non-mountain situations, I guess you'd say, you know, how different or the same are your, your plan of attack? Well, uh, actually it doesn't change at all. You know, you're that no matter, uh, um, flat the, the topography is or anything like that, you're still looking for, uh, uh, variations in terrain that will dictate deer movement. And you're still looking for, uh, edge habitat, you know, that uh, deer will also uh, like to move along. So, you know, you're looking for the basically the exact same things. It's just there's not going to, they may not be as drastic of a difference, uh, you know, or, you know, uh, terrain uh, uh, changes may not be as evident uh, in general, you know, general terrain. Uh, versus, you know, uh, more aggressive terrain. So, but it's all, it's all relatively exactly the same. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm in Florida, so it's very flat. Oh yeah. But, um, I yeah, have... I'd imagine, uh, I'd imagine even, you know, in areas like where you live at just a, yeah, one or two foot, uh, variation or change in elevation, uh, you know, would, uh, basically do the same thing, you know, that, you know, several hundred feet around here could do. Yeah, probably true. I, I was going to say, I know I've seen more, I've seen more movement, like where it switches from like pine to hardwood, I guess oh, you'd say. Like yeah. I can definitely tell, because, you know, I've heard people talk about edges and transitions and stuff. Right. And I've, I've actually gotten to see enough movement, I guess you'd say, that in the past couple of years that it would verify that for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, deer definitely. Yeah, they are that uh, uh, they love feathered edge type uh, habitat, you know, and uh, so that that that's the type of areas that I like to hunt too, you know, because you got a transition from thick cover to uh, more open cover, and obviously, you know, most of the time they bed in the uh, thick cover and and uh, and then transition into the uh, more open type places to feed and stuff for the most part. Right. And then when you're looking for like, uh, you know, what everybody calls sign in the woods, do you like to see mostly like, would you get more excited to see a trail or more excited to find a rub or a scrape or, I mean, all of the above? (laughs) Definitely all of the above, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely like to see, uh, you know, oversized rubs and, uh, uh, well-used scrapes, you know, um, obviously that's, that's the kind of sign that gets me most excited, but I consider it all, you know, because all of it's part of the, part of the puzzle, puzzle that you're trying to put together. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever set up like a mock scrape type situation or? I do. And, uh, I have more so over the past few years actually than, than ever before, but it's not to hunt over. Uh, it's more for, uh, to place my trail cameras over, you know, for inventory and uh, historical data and, and whatnot. So, right, gotcha. Yeah, do you use like cell cameras or? Yes, yeah, where I can here in the mountains, you know, uh, <laughs> they're not as useful as they would in, in some other places. But I do get cell service. I, I run three of them, and uh, they're definitely uh, really handy, especially for places that. Uh, uh, you know, take, you know, a considerable amount of time to get back into. So if you've got a cell camera back there, you've got decent cell service, then, you know, you're, uh, you don't have to go back there very much. So, Right. Yeah, absolutely. Are, do you find most years, are you kind of targeting like certain, a certain buck or certain bucks or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's actually what my passion is, is, is chasing individual bucks and i've i've been doing that for i i don't know a long time but probably going on 20 years now okay yeah that's uh that's really what uh, lights my fire there so there's nothing right. like picking out an individual buck and learning him and uh, because they all have different personalities and uh uh you know that uh, all bucks have tendencies that they generally all do but at the same time you know you've got to inject their personality in there and uh it's it's just really neat to learn an animal and uh, hunt him and 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 hopefully eventually kill him so yeah that's awesome i'm i'm at the point where you know this season if it comes out and it's legal it's probably going down but (laughs) absolutely that's pretty, that's pretty cool though to get you know the kind of the story behind and you know potential of multiple seasons of seeing one buck and learning learning him and chasing him yeah and i can i can tell you uh as a warning uh it's addictive but it also can take some of the fun out of it mm-hmm. uh, and, uh you know it, it in one way it adds fun to it and then in another sense it uh, takes some of it out because it can be very frustrating um yeah hunting individual animals so I'm sure I was talking to a guy who's up in North Georgia uh, last week and we were laughing about trying to name bucks. Have you ever named one or do you always name them? 
Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I hadn't named one in several, well, a few years, um, basically because I, I hadn't, I, I guess, found one that I felt was name worthy or special enough in the past, you know, few years. But yeah, I've, I used to do that all the time. But now this year, I've got a buck that I'm going to hunt, and uh, I've named him Captain, and uh, he is the. Uh, uh, just a heck of a good deer from my area, and but uh, but I named him. You know he he's a pretty special deer. So that's awesome. Good good luck. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> is there is there uh, you know one over the years whether you know whether you killed it or not that uh, you know that you can really think back and remember you know certain encounters with or hunting hard or whatever. Yeah, uh, you talking that I've killed or that I have not killed? Because there's there's a lot more that I've not killed than I've killed that I've right. chased, uh, obviously. But yeah, uh, actually, probably one of the very the very first uh, deer I ever named, uh, which is also the the biggest buck I've ever killed. Uh, I named him Big Boy for obvious reasons, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but luckily I killed him the same year that I found him and actually killed him the fifth uh, time that I, that I hunted him. So that doesn't, that doesn't happen too often, but every now and then it does. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I was asking either way, you know, one you've killed or even one you haven't just, that was memorable. That's yeah. Awesome what did you hunt him? You, you said you killed him the fifth time you hunted him. Yes. Was that, were you in different, uh, like stand locations each time or the same every time? How did that work? Uh, that was the third tree that I had uh, uh, been up uh, hunting that deer. Uh, and actually the stand that I killed him out of, it was the second time that I was up that tree. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And I know we were joking about uh, the old, you know, the homemade stands and saddles are the rage these days. What, uh, what do you end up using? Like a lock on or a climber or? Uh, I use, uh, I, I'm a saddle hunter. Uh, I also okay. use walk-on stands and I, um, I use climbing stands too. So it just depends. Now, none of my equipment is any of the big bulky stuff. Uh, you know, like my climbing stand uh, is like a long wolf saw, which actually I don't have it any longer. That's a very uh, nice little compact stand. And then uh, uh, obviously hang on stands. So, you know, all of them are highly available. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. Um, now I know you've, I know you've killed some, some pretty good deer <laughs> and you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned the particular one, uh, captain that you're looking for this time yeah. around, you know, I guess other than killing, killing captain, you know, what kind of, uh, goals are you working toward with hunting, whether this season or just moving forward? Is there anything that, you know, is kind of on your, on your list well yeah here in virginia i have never killed a buck uh over well the biggest deer i've ever killed here in virginia has been 146 and i've i've killed a few 140s here in virginia so 150 inch deer uh, or bigger is really my goal okay. and, uh, in the past uh three seasons uh i've had a deer of that caliber to hunt and uh so, what well, one of them got killed last year, and uh, then this one this year, uh, he's right around the 150 inch mark as just an eight point. So, oh wow! And really, yeah, he, he's a giant eight, and uh, 
but you know to me uh 140 inch class deer and and don't get me wrong i'm i'm not big on inches but you know it is a good way to kind of gauge uh, you know what is average and and above average and exceptional you know for the area that you're hunting so you know in my area uh 140 inch deer is comparable to killing the 170 in the midwest you know so right so you, that, that kind of gives you an idea of what 150 class deer is you know for this parts it's uh, very very few of those animals you know matter of fact uh, up until the past uh, two or three seasons i had never uh seen nor had a picture on a game camera of a buck that caliber up until you know the past couple of years wow yeah that would be awesome 150 that would be fantastic yep I, uh, i'm not really familiar enough to like you know look at you know trail camera pictures or whatever and tell what you know the bucks i see on camera would score yeah and like i said earlier not that i at this point really care uh, right. you know? <laughs> but um but you know it's still something to measure and it's still like when i look at trail cam pictures i still gravitate toward the big ones i mean that's just absolutely natural i mean i'm not on the one hand i'm not ashamed to kill whatever's legal at this point you know and i'm also not ashamed to say that yeah if two two bucks walk out i'll shoot the bigger one you know that's exactly right (laughs) and and, and, uh whenever all those small ones uh are just building you up to uh the encounter with the big one and you'll be thankful for the small ones uh, that you've killed uh, whenever you do get that opportunity. So, yes, sir, absolutely. But I, you know, I just look at the pictures. And I'm like, you know, hey, it's it's outside the ears and it looks pretty tall. I mean, that looks big to me. You know, oh sure, <laughs> absolutely. And it's you know, it's different for everywhere that you want to hunt too. You know, a buck. Uh, you know, in in most of the areas that I hunt, you know, uh, once I go out of state, you know, is. Uh, you don't even consider them, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Where, uh, do you have somewhere where you usually go out of state or? Um, I've hunted Ohio just a little bit. That's in extreme Southern Ohio. I've never, I've not hunted up into Ohio, uh, really, but actually the, the areas that I've hunted in Ohio is considered, uh, the edge of, uh, the Appalachian mountains. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit mountainous Southern Ohio. Um, it's not really t- what you would typically think of Ohio, you know, really flat. So right. I feel pretty at home there. I gotcha. And is that where you've killed uh, bigger than than what you've killed there in Virginia? Yes. Over there in Ohio? Yeah. I, uh, everywhere I've hunted uh, outside of Virginia, I've killed bigger deer than I've ever killed here in Virginia. Um, but once you get out of uh, southwestern Virginia, it um, it, everything gets better. So <laughs> in every way, the hunting's better, the bucks are bigger. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a guy recently and he was, he's like, you need to get, plan a trip to the Midwest. Actually, two different guys told me that. And I'm like, man, I would love to, but right now it sure is nice to, you know, hunt some of these Florida deer that are close by. That's exactly right. And you get good at hunting those. And whenever you do decide to go to the Midwest, uh, it will, it will be a, a whole lot easier for you. Um, so no, I know 
don't get me wrong, I don't want any of the Midwestern hunters uh, think that I'm knocking on them because I'm not. You know, a, a mature whitetail is hard to kill no matter where he lives. Yeah. But uh, just the topography and the deer density and uh, the density of the vegetation, you know, here in these mountains just uh, compound uh, the difficulty factor. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one thing I was going to ask you about, I know we've or I've heard heard you talk about doing some uh, taxidermy. Yes. Now, that's not something you currently do, is it? No, uh, I mean, not professionally, you know, I'll, I'll do a, a deer on the side every now and then, but, uh, I don't do it for a living anymore. I'll do it for, you know, friends or, um, myself. Matter of fact, the, uh, bucks that I killed in 2019, I mounted those, uh, and I hadn't actually mounted any of my uh, deer personally that I had killed except for those since probably early 2000s somebody oh, wow. yeah I I got away from taxidermy there for several years and uh, so. and other people done them for me so yes sir well if I if I go up and visit my brother and shoot a buck I'll stop by on my way home there you go <laughs> I'll take care of it for you <laughs> uh, um no but I was gonna ask you about like uh you know, for me, like, you know, I'm obviously the big, my big goal for the season is like kill a buck, you know? And so say I get that done, is there any tips or pointers or anything you want to throw out there about, you know, taping out and preparing, you know, as somebody who's done taxidermy, what, you know, what would, what would the taxidermist appreciate and what would, what would help me? One of the biggest things that uh, uh, being a taxidermist that I've seen people do is cutting their cape too short. I would rather you bring me the whole uh, cape, you know, that you've, you know, once you skint the deer out, then I would something too short because, uh, you you know, once it's cut too short, it's too late, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, if, you know. That would be the biggest thing. And, of course, taking care of your cape, you know. If you kill a big buck and it's 70 degrees out, don't ride around with him in the bed of your truck for two or three days, you know, uh, <laughs> showing him off. You know, you want to you wanna get him uh, skin out and in the refrigerator as soon as possible uh, because uh, that hair will start slipping on him sometimes. And uh, once that starts happening, then, you know, that cape is, for the most part, uh, no longer good. So, you know, just take care of the cape, you know, make sure that you – uh, don't cut it off too short and, uh, you know, get it in the refrigerator or the freezer as possible. Okay. Yeah, pretty awesome. easy. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, what uh, what advice would you give to a new hunter? You know, it could be, I usually ask everybody this, so I've gotten everything from general, like, philosophy type stuff to a tactic or some people have listed out you know, some gear or something they never, you know, never go in the woods without or whatever. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give? Mostly just have fun and don't get too serious too fast because if you do, you can, you can, you know, get burnt out on it. And, and mostly because, you know, uh, a lot of the new hunters and stuff, you know, they watch the outdoor channel and stuff and, and they think that, uh, they're going to experience the same thing that they see on TV and, uh, and it's just not that way, you know. You, 
if you if you set your expectations too high, uh, then you're you're probably not going to be a lifelong hunter. So you know, just keep it simple. Uh, learn basic woodsmanship, and uh, and build from there. You know, uh, so and don't have too high of ex- expectations. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, if I could, I've got just a couple more, couple yeah. more questions popped in my head. Do you um, do you usually look at some uh, maps like online before you go to an area? Is that something you put a lot into, or? Yes, I do. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I, I do a lot of uh, scouting. You know, like on my Onyx, on my phone, and uh, and back in the day before we ever had that, you know, I had hard copies of uh, the areas that I was interested in, but. Yeah, I sit on my phone all the time uh, and looking at topo maps of, you know, both the areas that I'm currently hunting and areas that I've drove by that's piqued my interest or, you know, just uh, looking at different mountain ranges, you know, looking for different things that might catch my eye. So, yeah, absolutely. I I don't think I've ever went in anywhere completely blind, you know. Right. Have you ever used Onyx or something to, like, ask somebody for permission to hunt their property or oh, yes. for like public. Okay. Yeah. You know, if it's uh, a place that, especially if it's a place that borders, uh, you know, maybe a national forest tract that uh, uh, I currently hunt and, uh, you know, there's a piece of private that uh, comes up and butts up against it. You know, uh, there's a couple things that I want to know, you know, first is, am I able to access, you know, through their property to get into this place? Maybe it might be easier access. And two, you know, is there somebody else hunting their piece of property and might have the same uh, idea I have, you know, going through their property, getting into this piece of national forest. So, right. Very cool. Yeah. That's some, I'm definitely interested in, uh, you know, it's a little bit intimidating, but, you know, asking some people for permission or whatever. Right. <laughs> I have yeah. a I have a really small little piece of, uh, like, um, family property. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, trying to expand that with, you know, the the neighbors <laughs> for yeah, one. For sure. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, other than that, just, you know you know, listening to different people and keeping an eye out for deer. And, you know, a lot of times I live pretty in a pretty suburban area, <laughs> right? But, but it's interesting. It's, it's crazy. If you get on, uh, there's this app called next door. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but no, it, people just put on there all kind of stuff, you know, about the neighborhood, you know, we can sell stuff or whatever. Um, let people know about a garage sale or anything really. But I was amazed how many people post pictures of deer in their backyard. Oh, okay. Like, like big bucks. <laughs> like, okay. That'd be handy. <laughs> I was like, you know, hey, I'm, I need to see if we can uh, get some permission over there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, Sounds that's like the new strategy there. Yeah. Have you ever watched the, uh, the big guys who do that is the Seek one? Absolutely. I was just I was just getting ready to mention those guys. Uh it's amazing what those uh guys kill in uh, these uh uh the outer limits of these cities and I guess within the city limits too, you know. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's a real eye opener. I I found them just going on YouTube. Like you said, that family property 
it's like six and a half acres. And I just typed into YouTube, you know, how to hunt small properties or how to hunt, you know, six acres or something like that. Right. And that's how I found them. And I was like, okay. very eye opening. <laughs> yeah. And their, their content is, is really high quality too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I might try to film a little bit with my phone this year. Have you, have you ever tried to film a hunt? Yeah, I've successfully done that. Uh, it's not on YouTube. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, and actually this was back, wow, probably 2001 or so. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's, uh, it, it's, you know, pretty neat, you know, to have that interest. But uh, hunting here in the mountains, oh, man, it's, you know, I carry enough gear as it is. And whenever I add a camera to the mix and uh, it just complicates things. So sometimes I'll take one with me and sometimes I won't. So, Yeah, I can imagine that would be a, a different situation. Yes. <laughs> if I can get set up, I have a pretty short walk in at a couple of places I hunt. So, you know, it wouldn't really be that bad. But, yeah, you know, right. miles back and mountains and everything else, I can see, you know. Yeah, it's just extra extra pounds, gear. a few extra you know, some extra room in your pack or whatever would be a, a big That's problem. right. And also, you know, uh, encounters uh, are very rare, you know, in the places that I hunt. So, you know, um, adding a camera to the mix there is just uh, compounding the difficulty. So I would hate to have an encounter with a buck that I've been hunting for two or three years and uh, just to let uh, me trying to get it on video, uh, let that opportunity slip away. So. No doubt about that. If I have a choice between getting on video or getting the getting the shot, I'm definitely for getting the video. That's exactly right. That's my <laughs> motto too, though. That's pretty cool. Is there a in the mountains there? Is there a certain type of boots or shoes that that you wear? Uh, yeah. Um, anything that works for you know mountain type hunting, you know, like Kenetrek, Crispy. Chanae's, uh there's several you know brands out there that work really good uh crispy is probably the most uh common mm -hmm. uh, but um i've always used danners in the past but uh what i found with danners and i love their boots but uh they you know really don't have the ankle support that some of these other boots have mm -hmm. and uh and um the boot that does have the uh uh, an aggressive enough tread doesn't have uh, good enough ankle support. So I've gotten away from Danner and I'm currently using uh, Shanae uh, now. So, or Shanae's. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but. Yeah. So, yep. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's the style of boots that I, that I use. And I, I always, uh, you know, have a pair of non-insulated 200 gram insulate and 400 gram insulate that I use for the most part, you know, depending on the temperatures. And then I also use uh, knee-high rubber boots, too, you know, if it's areas that uh, I'm not doing a lot of climbing or uh, not going very deep, I'll use those style boots, too. So, Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right, I've got one more for you, and we'll, we'll shut it down. But uh, <laughs> what uh, if you have your choice, if you're sitting, you know, setting up in a stand, what's, like, your ideal – you know, view. Do you like sitting like a bluff, or would you rather be 
you know, in like a little opening somewhere and where it's real thick or like a meadow or, you know, if you could just have any, any view from your stand, what would you like? Uh, definitely thick cover. Um, especially, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite places, uh, uh, where I've got a couple of stands hung is in a secondary ridge off the north side of a, uh, uh, east, uh, west running ridge. And, uh, but there's a little saddle there and it is just really, really thick all over that. And, uh, um, you know, you just have, you know, small openings within that, but that's my favorite kind of places to hunt. I don't have to see very far, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't worry about how pretty a place is. I, I just want to hunt places that I know, uh, that, you know, a big buck is going to feel comfortable, uh, traveling through. So. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of, especially new hunters make, Mm -hmm. is they pick uh, places uh, that are pretty and, 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 you know, you'll kill deer in those type of places, but the chance of killing a mature buck in those type of places is, you know, pretty slim. So, right. Awesome. Good advice there for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, uh, coming on this morning. And, uh, I think I can probably think up a, a few more questions if, uh, if we ever get a chance to do it again. 